In this episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with brand architect and business builder, Rachel Turner. Rachel is the proud founder and creative director of Rosemint Media, a branding agency that specializes in working with first-generation entrepreneurs, helping them evolve from vision to digital masterpiece. The same year she started Rosemint Media, Rachel received the 40 Under 40 Young Women Professionals League Award and served as the Outreach Committee Chair. In 2017, she received the inaugural Member of the Year Award for the League, also becoming VP of Programming. In 2021, Rachel was recognized as one of the 50 Black marketers on the rise by the African American Marketing Association. She also received the Top 100 Marketing and Advertising Leaders Award from Marsum. A Chicago native, she currently serves as the Director of Digital Platforms for the Greater Englewood Chamber of Commerce. Hi, Rachel. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. It is so lovely to see you face to face for anyone who is on our podcast. I'm also recording video. And funny story, um, Rachel and I actually met in Clubhouse. <laughs> You're another person I've been in Clubhouse and <laughs> that I that I interviewed. And I ended up taking you through a coaching program. And we literally did the whole thing through Clubhouse. We never mm-hmm. actually met face to face. And what did you think about that experience as audio? From my end, I I really liked it. Yeah, it was it was great. Um, audio works for me, and I still got all of the impact and all of the good stuff. <laughs> so it worked for me. Good, good. So you are a very busy mom, and you're running two businesses. I would love to um, firstly have you introduce the listeners to a little bit more around your two businesses, um, how they came about. So um, I actually uh, went to school for finance, mm-hmm. came out and started working in corporate. I worked in um, back office, uh, back office setting and banking. Then I worked for a huge um, company that does like stock market trading. Um, and it got to a point where I realized I had like this window of time in my life where um, I had a investment that did pretty well. So I had a little, little stash and then, um, you know, I hadn't had kids yet. I was single, all of that. And um, it was like, okay, if I'm going to try entrepreneurship is now or never. Mm-hmm. And I started Rosemont events, which mm-hmm. was wedding planning and from marketing that business and um, diving more into my creative side, helping clients with certain graphics that you need for events. And also uh, made wedding invitations. I realized like, okay, I really like doing graphics. I like doing marketing. It's effective. I got to like 13,000 followers on Instagram. This was like in 2014, 2015. Like that account is long gone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you know- What did you do with all those followers? I actually- Gave my account to a friend. I know oh. that's not- <laughs> Maybe they were in events as well. They were. And I right. was like all for events. I had totally burnt out um, from weddings because I really go all in. And I knew uh-huh. that's just how I am. So whatever I did for a business or for a profession, I know myself. And it had to be something that um, I could go all in on, but also see myself scaling. So that's why I switched fully over to doing marketing and branding. Mm-hmm. So Rosemary Media was born from that. 
And on June 17, 2017, which is significant because 17 is my number, um, <laughs> um, I actually quit um, a part-time business management job that I had. So I was uh, doing my business, um, entrepreneurial business part-time, and then I still had some part-time other things going on. And I realized I needed to go all in. That was the only mm. way I was going to see the type of success I wanted to see. And on that day, I got a very strong urge to start painting. And I got home and I just couldn't stop. And I paint. And that year I did like a few art shows and um, Radiant Thorns was born out of that as a platform for me to sell my artwork. Well, 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 where on earth does this come from? You are so multi-talented. It's crazy. <laughs> I can see you have the two artworks behind you. Are they yours? Yeah. Yeah. Both of these are mine. I um, mean, did you study art? I did not. Um, I okay. did not study art, but I've always just been like a. That's disappointing person. to hear from me. <laughs> <laughs> but if it helps, I did. I was like a music artist during my college years. So, you know, uh-huh. I dance and I play sports too, but I always was doing like something creative. So, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like I have a natural knack for just colors and putting shapes together, which, you know, makes sense for graphic design and branding. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, it kind of kind of goes together, but everything I've learned um, in regards to designs or art or anything has either been self-taught or like I had a mentor or someone, you know, that I just watched and follow, you know, what they did. Um, mm-hmm. So and, you packaged up your you were doing your art. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I was doing um, art, but um, I also have been a lifelong journaler because I wanted to make sure that Radiant Thorns is like my business where something like I really, really strongly believed in that was like an extension of me. And I've always been a huge journaler. It has gotten me through a lot of very tough moments. So mm-hmm. I started creating my own journals after searching through, you know, the stores and spending time in the stationary aisle and I seen journals like, oh, I wish I this type of journal was able to be purchased. Or I wish I had this. I was like, oh, wait, I can make it myself. So mm-hmm. I did. And I started off with the journal brand, but then I also realized um, I wanted to create something that um, would be helpful. And I've always kind of had a, um, you know, just, a, who, you know, who doesn't really love fashion or, you know, cute, a cute bag or something like that. But um, I wanted to create something that could actually be used in an actual product. So I mm-hmm. ended up creating the Essentials Keeper. Oh, this is beautiful. For anybody who is listening and they obviously cannot see it, do it, why don't you describe it? It looks very chic. Thanks. So um, it's made out of vegan croc material mm-hmm. and it is um, basically, um, I would describe it as like a luxury uh, uh, trapper keeper for adults. So I don't know if everyone is familiar with the trapper keepers from like the 90s where it had... Um, all the flaps and you had the folders inside. And if you had one at school, you were the cool kid with the cool trapper keeper. So um, the essentials keeper basically holds all of your daily essentials. Like um, if you have carry journals or have a book that you're reading, um, any pens, it has elastics on the inside um, that holds your pens, charger cords. Um, it can oh, hold. That's a, very cool. Yeah. It can hold um, a smartphone. It can hold, I can usually keep my um, wireless mouse in mind. Um, there's also a zipper pocket where if you want to slip like your passport or boarding pass or whatever, that can go in a zipper pocket. And then on the other side, um, as I mentioned, there's room to put two to three books. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a back pocket where you can slide in your iPad or tablet. Oh, I was going to say, can you put an yeah. iPad? It is so gorgeous. Really. Thank you. Yeah, also uh, comes- so, oh, and you have, what, what color is, what would you yeah, say that comes, color is? So it comes in black and tan. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it is. I like the black one a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and I also like it has the handle on it as well. And you found something that is, you know, like for any business, it's all about having a solution to a problem that people have. And that is definitely a problem we have in terms of keeping all of our bits and pieces together, not having to rifle through. I can't tell you how many times I've had to rifle through my bags to find a phone charger or, you know, Ear pods, just um, I end up tipping my bag upside down trying to find things. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, and it's like you need it. It's an essential item, right? Like we're yeah. at that point where if you don't have your phone charger and your phone dies, it's like panic mode, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you yeah, could also a- put a, um, a power bank in there, probably mm-hmm. yep. as well. Mm-hmm. So now this is under, so this comes under your brand Radiant Thorns. So you have mm-hmm. the journals and now you have this Essentials Keeper. Yes. And with that brand, so I realized both brands actually serve entrepreneurs. And for 2022 and just moving forward with Radiant Thorns, um, my focus is going to be helping entrepreneurs get more organized because I found, especially like working with a new client or, you know, giving advice to other um, entrepreneurs. If you're not organized, if you don't have systems, you know, you have your digital systems, but even like your life system, mm-hmm. like this is where I keep my things. This is, you know, where I find these items. Everything is or it like it eats up so much time and it creates so much more peace of mind when you have that order and you have those systems in place. Oh, systems are life. Mm-hmm. Right. They're just, we just need to have them or we are all over the place already because we're so distracted with everything and just to have everything ready to go is so good. So how long have you had this available for? It's brand new. Um, It's pretty new still. Um, I launched it in um, like uh, early November. Yeah, it's it's new. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. I actually, I got it. I designed it, got it manufactured and everything. So with COVID, like shipping took an extremely long time. So, you know, I that mean, must have been time, stressful. Yeah, it was, but it's here. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, it is. So it's so beautiful and it's very, very handy. So nice going with that. And with Rosemint Media, where is that now? You still have that going on, right? I do. So thanks to you <laughs> at the beginning of the year, <laughs> um, I made a few shifts, which resulted in me expanding my team. Mm-hmm. Um, had a few like, uh, when I say learning experiences in the hiring process, but now I'm at a team of five, six, including myself, mm-hmm. um, more clients than I've ever had. Um, and just looking forward to implementing some different things for 2022. So I would say 2021 has been uh, really good in regards to scaling. And now mm-hmm. I can really see where I want my company to go. And that's what I'm focusing on for 2022. 
So let's go back to what that was like when we were talking about scaling, getting other people on board. And I think this is a really big thing that businesses struggle with, especially small businesses, because you've worked so hard on it and it is really hard to give up a little bit of it and delegate to other people. And like you said, with the hiring process, it takes patience um, making sure you spend the time to find the right person. Um, I think spending time up front is definitely worthwhile. But can you talk a little bit about how that felt? And I think you'd had so much going on that you realized you couldn't keep going the way you were going. And you knew, I mean, it's obvious, you knew that I now have to branch out and get help because it's too much for me, but it, it's, it takes a bit, right? That shift. Yeah. So one, thank you. Of course. Um, I will never forget one day we were having a session and you told me, you said, go to your website right now, double your price. And you made me <laughs> change my price <laughs> because that was one thing that was really holding me back. Like when we're not charging our worth, then you can't even imagine hiring someone. Cause it's like, where's this money going to come from? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it like started- you literally cannot imagine it. Can you at the time be like, Oh, I'm not going to be able to eat. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> what's, what's gonna happen? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that definitely helps. And then it also helped me to see like people, um, will pay me because what I'm doing is good. And I do what I say I'm going to do. So, you know, just once that one person paid it, it's like, Oh, right. Everybody's well, not everybody, but more people who are the right people will pay me because they will see it. And I don't even have to explain and try to negotiate and do all of that. Um, They will see it, you know? So Mm. one raising the prices um, definitely helps. I think with hiring, um, you kind of just have to do it a little bit because I also, the person I thought I needed to hire at one point actually turned out to be that I needed a different type of person more. Um, Mm -hmm which would have had, you know, more positive impact on what was happening in my business at that time. So, you know, you got to kind of get your feet wet a little bit and just uh, feel the process. But I also had a friend who um, she's really just great with organizing. She has her own business um, doing other things, but she stepped in as my HR person. Mm -hmm. So she actually handle like scheduling the interview. She did the initial interview, gave me her feedback because I think it's also important at the beginning to establish the structure and establish that yes, I am the CEO, not like a um like I'm a your boss type of thing, but just you mm-hmm. want people to come in and you want them to experience it how you want things to go. Don't wait to do those things. You know, step into off. it. Yeah, get a friend, yeah. <laughs> you know, tell them, okay, I'll pay you this if you help me. That is you know. brilliant. <laughs> so um that helped a lot. And then I also learned um you know, you have to have those hard conversations. I had to fire two people mm-hmm. and I know I'm nice. <laughs> so I'm like frustrated with myself. I know you're nice. <laughs> and I'm going to try to like do everything and not necessarily like, um, I've definitely learned about, um, you know, just knowing my value and, um, uh, what I want to say, you know, not doing stuff for free just because, and stuff like that. Of course, some, you know, you have to really, um, feel that that's what you're supposed to do and know like, okay, yes, I'm supposed to help this person. No, this person is just asking me for all of this and no, you know, um, you know, you definitely got to get clear on that. But when it comes to employees too, 
you like this is your company. So if one person is not working out or whatever, the reason is you have to have that conversation. And regardless of what they say, I mean, it, and with one person, it was some things um, like personal things happening. And it's like, I understand and I, I'm empathetic, but this work still has to get done. So yeah. I really have to know how to navigate through that and not let my empathy override my business decision making. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, something that I definitely learned. And, you know, it's a little easier to learn when you're paying out um, payroll. I told you. <laughs> you just got three all-nighters back to back. And it's like, no, this, no. <laughs> this yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that is really tough. Um, firing people. It is really uh, sometimes I know I just think all the time. I think it's a very uncomfortable thing. But leaning into that feeling and holding strong with what your vision is, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's really tough. And that is so awesome that you got through that because now you know and you just continue to level up and know what is good for your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to look back and just say, wow, I really have taken some, you took some big steps. Mm-hmm. You you really lent into it. Yeah. Um, so well <laughs> done. Well done. Hey, everyone. I'm jumping in here to let you know about a great little campaign we're doing at the moment in the lead up to Christmas. It has been a pretty challenging almost couple of years, and we wanted to see what we could do to help small businesses around the world get a little bit more visibility. So we started a grassroots campaign with creative entrepreneurs and solopreneurs in mind and built an online Christmas directory so shoppers can come and support you this festive season. This is a free service and we'd love to invite you to join us. And if you feel like you could do with a little more help, we have for a very limited time a small program to help you refine some of your processes and get questions answered on how you can improve your business. You can find out all this information on our website at www.leonimilano.com or message us on Instagram at leonimilano, spelled L-E-O-N-I-M-I-L-A-N-O. If you're someone looking for gifts this year, we'd love to invite you to support these wonderful people on our platform. Now let's get back to the episode. You have a little girl, a gorgeous little girl. I know for moms everywhere, it is exhausting running a business running two businesses you're running two businesses and you have your little girl I don't believe personally that there is a work-life balance I just think you kind of have to wing it and you know what do you think yeah I agree um I have to say um my family is incredible Mm-hmm. I have an amazing support system. So I'm very blessed in that way where, um, you know, there are some moments when it's kind of like that mom moment where you're trying to like be on a conference call. And then my three-year-old is <laughs> like, Play-Doh! I want to do Play-Doh! <laughs> like, <laughs> so but, hilarious. You know, yeah. My family um, is amazing. And even her family um, the other side of the family, you know, is awesome too. So um, I'm very blessed in that way. And I can't imagine, I mean, I can't imagine what it would look like without that, um, you know, those week or so here or there, just, you know, when they're not available, I'm like that much more appreciative. But um, mm-hmm. I think it's just, you just have to decide. 
And like, for example, it's the holiday season. So I knew this year my daughter's three um, and can, you know, do the fun kid activities. I'm like, we're doing holiday activities. I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> today, I'm not available. Yeah. You know, call me at this time, whatever. Like, um, you know, but the important thing is, um, I think the way you do that is just by communicating and thinking yeah. ahead. So like for the holidays, um, usually in the past, I always end up working somewhat on a holiday. And I said, not this year, I'm not doing it. Let me add that I did end up working all through Thanksgiving and Black Friday, just because it was a lot going on. And I think for mm-hmm. the nature of my business that you also have to take that into consideration. What's your business? Is this your busy time? Well, don't try to plan a vacation during your busy yeah. time, because you're just going to drive yourself crazy. So, um, but for the next holiday set of holidays that are coming up, I communicated like well over a month and a half ago. I will not be available during these days. During these days, I will have limited availability. And then on all of our meetings leading up to that, I just give a reminder. Hey, remember, I'm not going to be available. Um, let's plan ahead. You know, you just have to, um, you know, take control of your schedule and then also make sure that you communicate clearly and over communicate that you're not going to be available. Mm-hmm. That way someone isn't like blowing you up or expecting you to respond back and you're, you know, on the beach with your kids. So yeah, and you said that right, actually, over-communicate it because it takes us so many times to get things into our head. And, you know, it's um, that whole thing of like, I don't know, whoever you talk to, it can be like eight to ten times before people notice a business, a new business. So when you're talking to your clients, that you really need to reiterate um, what is happening, what is coming up, and what they can expect. You have really good processes in place in terms of your communication and also your boundaries are really good as well because from the beginning I think you've strengthened them from from what they were but you have really good boundaries and it is absolutely critical to have boundaries right it it is and you're right um it did take some work to strengthen them and the key with boundaries is like once you set the boundary you cannot go back on your own boundary. And that was something I kept doing. Like I um, tell all my clients all the time. I know texting is easy and convenient and quick, but yeah. email me um, if you need to, you can call me, but please, you know, schedule in advance. If it's not an emergency, if your website isn't burning down, which how <laughs> it, like it's not really, it's not an emergency, you know, yeah. like, and while I do make myself available as much as possible, sometimes I, I just can't. And for me to be most effective, I need to block time to create and things like that. So, um, yeah, definitely setting a boundary and sticking with it, um, which there's a lot of pressure because I still have some clients who text me. And sometimes something mm. is a text message like, hey, I'm coming to meet you at your photo shoot. You know, that's a quick text. Hey, I'm on the way. Something, you know, right. or whatever. That's one thing. But then don't text me. Hey, we need to make these updates. Blah, 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 blah. Like, no. Yeah. Not for things like that. Yeah. So, um, that I mean, that's just one yeah. thing. There are other ways people um, can cross boundaries, you know, depending on the business. But really, you got to draw that line and remind yourself, I drew the line. I drew the line. Don't do it. So, But especially in your kind of work, there is what is called scope creep. And it's like, oh, well, you get these changes or you get this and this. But, you know, when it comes to design, that can 
that can be a very gray area. And I think a lot of the time, especially from my past working with marketing and design people, there are always those clients that want to try to push to continue to just get changes done over and over and over again, which completely eats into your time. Yeah, I I agree. And so with graphics and design, of course, and then I also have monthly clients um, Mm -hmm. under where I do brand management, because I feel like with social media, you can, you know, having social media content and posting consistently is great, but it's like, okay, where are you leading that person? Is there a link to email? Is there email management happening? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have, what is your website updated? Are you actively planning campaigns, things like that? So I actually, stopped offering just social media and do brand management but sometimes Mm -hmm. it's hard because it's like I want to do something or this needs to be done but it's like okay well this isn't part of your regular package this is extra but we really need this to be done but so I'm working on um creating options for that but you know it's really easy especially with digital media to um get that scope creep (laughs) oh so much and and also with events you know I used to work in events and you would spend hours creating something. And then when a client wants a change, they literally have no idea of the domino effect of what that one change is. It, it, the knock-on effect is so much, especially if you are on site and they want the changes. Right. Then things and get it, a little crazy, and I've, which happens. Oh, yeah. It, it ha- and I think the problem is there's the emotional attachment, right? Because of it's the not necessarily thinking about it, mm. the domino effect. And then sometimes they just don't know. So I've got no, that um, to like educate clients. Some clients are like, oh, I don't know what that means. It's so, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> taking the time to learn my client and try to explain it to them in a way they'll understand. Um, right. And Very so important. Yeah. Cause I'm over here like, you know, yeah. I got to do this, but they don't even know, but it's like, you know, it's important for them to know. So for the mm-hmm. next time they communicate better, that way we don't have, you know, that type of thing happen. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of all the systems in place that definitely make our work life so much easier, how much do you take on in terms of technology? Are you big on, you know, keeping up to date with what's out there or how would you say you you just do what you need to do? I mean, obviously, you will find something that fits your needs. There's not really a reason to run around taking on new technology that is not required. And I think sometimes people get so caught up in all the fancy new stuff with software and everything without thinking first, well, what do you actually need to do and then find something that matches it? Do you, do you have anything to do with um, technology, with helping your clients with that side of things? Um, I do make recommendations and suggestions, you know, based on, you know, the need of the client and also like the size of the company. Um, I think it's important to just how you say you don't need to know like all of the new things, but you know, it's okay. What do I need? What is going to help me run my business better? And then um, research and explore those options. Like I actually just incorporated a new um, project management system 
but I researched for maybe two months. So not like every day, but I really thought about it. Like, okay, what is going to help me most? Let me see what people say, are saying about this one platform. Let me see what people are saying about this one. And then I decided, you know, after I gave it some time, mm-hmm. um, I think the other side of that though, is some people are afraid of technology or just like, no, I'm not, but it just take like that little bit of time to learn and get over that learning curve. And you will save so much time, save so much money. Mm -hmm. Um, and and I just, that's, I would actually say, I feel like, um, I wish more people were open to the technology versus Mm -hmm. trying to do too much because it, it just, it's out here. It's available. And it's, I mean, it, it's some incredible tools out there, like very incredible things we can do with um, our businesses with technology, but you have to be open to it. Yeah. And I see this a lot with new businesses starting or also, you know, businesses that have maybe been around for a year or two where they will stick to a process that is so much longer and more difficult. One that I started using fairly recently is Asana. I don't know if you oh. you use that or if you have heard of it. And yeah. I, I really like the layout for what I want. Um, it it kind of reminds me a bit of Trello, but like obviously more robust for mm-hmm. what I need. And so much of what we do, we can uh, duplicate. You know, we have the same tasks that we have to get done over and over and over again. So to systemize that really does save a lot of time. It's always something that I'm looking at for new businesses. Yeah. Um, and let's talk about females in business because I was really looking forward to getting to this. Something that I really loved about you know, working with you is that you're such a huge advocate for um, female advancement. And I would love to know a little bit more about what you've been up to in the past year. I know you have worked on some exciting projects and, you know, really just championing women to get out there and we need to be more urgent about it. I think women sit back and they wait for permission. Mm-hmm before they can do something and so worried. Um, But this is obviously programming that we have from society. And, but yeah, tell us a little bit about some of the projects that you have been working on some of the events. Yeah. So um, earlier this year, um, I was on a team for a really huge conference that happened. Um, The headliners were Kris Jenner and Sarah Jakes. And that was mm-hmm. just an incredible experience to be um, working with a team of women, four women entrepreneurs and bringing in these powerhouse, you know, A-list people. And even um, some people who aren't, weren't, aren't necessarily A-list, but just amazing at what they do for their industry. Mm-hmm. Um, just being in that realm with all of that energy was uh, really awesome for me, but also just felt great to be a part of the team that was, you know, bringing this information to entrepreneurs, I think it's really important that we get past like the fluff and talk about, you know, this, this is what you really need to know. Do you know what revenue means? Do you know Mm -hmm. how to calculate what your actual profit is? Um, Here's other ways you can market besides social media. You know, everybody loves talking about social media all the time, but there are a ton of other things you can do. Um, And just, you know, sharing those stories of this is what I did wrong. 
this is what I recommend, you know, for you to do, or this is how I actually got it right. Like just really being fully transparent with each other. Um, this year, um, well, I'm also in a, a women's organization um, that celebrates women who are either like entrepreneurs or excelling in their professional career. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, because of COVID and things like that, of course, a lot of events were scaled down. And I put a lot more focus, especially this second half of the year on, okay, who's in my circle? Someone I call a friend that I can connect with more. And how can we help each other? What can we build together? Um, you know, going into 2022 and hopefully outside opening all the way back up, um, you know, what can we build together? So I actually have a few friends um, where we have um, some masterminds mm-hmm. scheduled before the end of this year where, you know, just, okay, what are you doing for 2022? Let's talk about it. Here's mm-hmm. some feedback, things like that. So I think in addition to, um, you know, being a part of those uh, organizations and events, it's also important just to reach, okay, who actually do I talk to? Who's in my group chat? What's going yeah. on with you and your business? You know, not just the social stuff, which is also important, of course, you know, we got mm, for the connection. Thing. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's some it's equally important to reach to those who are right with you and build together with those people. Yeah. And I think that was really great what you talked about in terms of we see so much, well, we see a lot of fluffy stuff. But we, we just see so much of the what's going right and this and that. But for all of that stuff to go right, the stuff that had to happen behind it to get to that point, I don't think anybody just gets to a point of success without having gone through something. The, the more I grow and challenge myself when I look up and I see people in higher positions, I know how much work they have put in. When you're really diving in and you are pushing through that resistance and understanding that everyone has imposter syndrome and, you know, it's clearly something that all of us go through at some point Um, and knowing how to manage it and, being able to navigate, but yeah, we definitely need to have support systems in place. Um, Just having women who are seeing the processes, who are understanding that, you know, it is hard work behind every success, but that it's also possible for them. Once they got systems and the support and accountability and there's not that, I mean, there's so much around hustle culture, right? And then there's also, oh, it doesn't have to be that hard. I think also that comes a bit of a balance. Like you said, you know, for really important times like Black Friday, that's the most important retail time of the year. That's when you have to double down. And so I think that there are definitely times when you just have to do that. But then, like we've talked about before a lot, is self-care is really important, making sure you're not burning yourself into the ground because we are here to have our life as well. Mm-hmm. So, but thank you so much for joining me. It has been so lovely to see you and catch up with you. I am so excited to see what's your journey going forward. Um, tell me how people can find you and where um, can they pick up this this gorgeous 
Essentials Keeper because anyone who's listening should definitely check it out. Thank you. Um, so you can actually go to EssentialsKeeper.com. Um, I created a direct link on the RadiantThorns.com website that goes right to the page. So you can go right to EssentialsKeeper.com. You can find Rosemint Media. It's at Rosemint Media on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Radiant Thorns is at Radiant Thorns on Facebook and Instagram. And um, I have personal pages everywhere under Rachel Nicole Turner. Rachel has two A's, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And please be sure to use my middle name because there are a bunch of Rachel Turners out there. <laughs> um, so LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram, it's Rachel Nicole Turner. So people can just reach out and say hey and... Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for, for coming here. This is this has been really lovely to chat to you. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad we got this. Thanks I know. <laughs> Me too. All right, you take care. All right, you too. You've just finished listening to an episode of Rare Conversations. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to leave a review and share it with a friend who you think would be interested in this topic. And if you have a business question, please send it in to us. We may very well answer it in our next episode. So be sure to tag me on social media at Leonie Milano. The show notes and other information can be found on our website at www.leonimilano.com. Thank you again for listening and we look forward to having you back with us again soon.